0: So you probably hear Mark Williams on his podcast, but have you heard him be interviewed? I was lucky enough to have Mark on my show. We talked about his podcast. We also talked about Sales Navigator. We talked about being brutally honest with LinkedIn and all kinds of other things. And Mark knows so much about LinkedIn and he's gonna be at Uplift Live as well. So he also talked about that, um, which is a place where loads of LinkedIn enthusiasts will be catching up and saying hello. So I really enjoyed chatting with Mark. I could chat to him forever. Uh, He knows so much and he's such a friendly, helpful guy. So without any further hesitation, let's jump in and uh, catch up with Mark Williams. Oh, I've been looking forward to this one. I've got Mark Williams
1: with me today. Hello, Mark. How are you? Hello, Ashley Leeds, Leeds, Leeds. (laughs) Um, That's a bit of a football reference in case anybody doesn't understand what that means. If you know, you know um great to be here was that you singing on the intro yes
0: it was yeah that's my that's my song played on the, the guitar oh, tone
1: me. I thought
0: it was Bob Dylan for a second there bless you <laughs> oh, that's, very, <laughs> that's very kind of you that's very kind of you well that's how that's how I got my name for my business because the song's called full cup um and it's, a, it's 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 a self-penned song all about why I'm so positive and and I always look on the bright side of life and uh, you know it's not yeah. a glass half full it's a glass it's a sorry it's not a glass half empty it it's a flowing. glass half full yeah absolutely um i didn't think when i when i named it full cup that i'd ever use it as my business name and i didn't realize that um full cup has other connotations but hey we, we won't go there <laughs> yeah let's not go there <laughs> anyway mark williams for anybody that hasn't a clue who you are they must have been living under a rock but go on quick introduction who you are what do you do
1: um, so, I am a LinkedIn trainer, um, independent LinkedIn trainer, and um, I, since 2008, have been doing that, and I'm also the host and um, producer and general dog's body of the LinkedIn Form podcast, which is soon to be renamed, um, but I can't tell you what that is just yet.
0: Oh, I was hoping to get an exclusive, man. Yeah,
1: I think, I think I'm going to announce it at Uplift Live, I think. Um, oh, that's a great link. Uplift Live. Tell us about that. What's this all about? It <laughs> <laughs> was a good link, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, I've not good. been asked to do that. Just literally, that is the truth. I think that's where I'm going to announce it. So uh, this wonderful conference has been put together by friends of ours who um, decided that we needed a, a conference for LinkedIn enthusiasts in the UK. And um, I've been to other such events in other parts of the world, but just was astonished. There was never anything like that in the UK, uh, but there it's is crazy, now. And yeah. we're all yeah. meeting in a few weeks time in Birmingham, which would be great. It's come around really quick, hasn't it? I know. Absolutely. I've been uh, been preparing my slides and stuff like that. Yeah. How are you going to manage to talk just for 30 minutes, Matt? I have no idea, <laughs> Ashley. Honestly, I couldn't believe it when it came through. When John first, John Asperian, this is his first sort of contacted me about it. I'm sure he didn't say it was half an hour. I'm sure it wasn't. But um, I think, as I said on my podcast recently, when I was talking about it, that it's actually quite a good concept because what you're going to get is a lot of different perspectives on LinkedIn through a day. And so you get to hear lots of different people from all around the world. You've got some fantastic speakers. I mean, it's incredible. quite some lineup. and. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, for me personally, half an hour is a serious challenge. I'll barely get get into slide number three in half an hour, but there you go. I'll have to be very disciplined and practice a lot, so... Uh, and are you,
0: are you staying over any of the nights?
1: Yeah, yeah, night before and night after. There's no way I'm driving back after that. I was... Um, I was chatting the other day uh, with Louise Brogan about it and um, who's also one of the speakers. And um, she'd said that a friend had contacted her who was in the Birmingham area and said, oh, we should go out that night. She went, are you kidding? I will be absolutely exhausted. I'm the same. There's no way I'm driving back. I I, I think I'm probably one of those people that psychologists describe as um, an extroverted introvert in that... Some of the characteristics of an introvert are that you find being in other people's company utterly draining, which I absolutely do. Um, But at the same time, you appear very extroverted. And um, I think that probably sums me up. You know, like if I'm doing training and stuff like that, I mean, right, you're on your feet and everything and you're on, you're kind of performing for a long period of time. Um, But it's also the people interaction and I just am absolutely out of it absolutely out of it very dangerous to drive i'm all right sitting on a train i suppose but so yeah and i'm staying there the night after as well so maybe we can grab a beer yeah chat-
0: i'm sure we will chat about all the things that uh, i've been listening to on your on your podcast so your podcast right hmm. you've been doing that forever why did you start thinking of doing a podcast because there, there
1: couldn't have been many podcasts around back then um, well, there were quite a few, but I mean, obviously nothing like what there is today. There certainly wasn't any on LinkedIn, which was part of the, the motivation, I guess. I'm um, a big podcast consumer. was then. It was 2013 we're talking about when I started, and I've been listening to podcasts for a while. Um, it made perfect sense to me that uh, television had developed to a point where we could Subscribe to things and choose what we watch when we want to watch it, not have to get the radio times out and time of day and make sure we're there to watch it. You know, things have moved on, but radio hadn't really. Um, and so, but podcasting was that. And there, there was this was great opportunity to listen to what I wanted to when I wanted to and multitask it, you know, and, and listen, do other things, walk the dog, go for a run, um, drive the car, whatever. And uh, so I used to listen to all kinds of, you know, interesting podcasts that were teaching me things and inspiring me in different ways. And of course, I was teaching people about LinkedIn. Have been since 2008. And um, and I thought, wouldn't it be great, you know, for people to be, you know, driving their car somewhere on a two-hour journey or whatever, and listen to a podcast um, all about LinkedIn and giving them ideas on things they could do. So uh, obviously, in those days, more so than now, perhaps there were some technical barriers i guess things that um, I had to kind of get my head around but thank god for a guy called pat flynn um who still runs a podcast called smart passive income um which gives you an idea as to the kind of mindset i had at the time about making money online and all this stuff that i've since grown out of <laughs> but uh but he he uh, produced a set of videos that um i think it might be on youtube still now i'm not sure in how to set up a podcast and i was like great and i literally followed it step by step um and uh it wasn't you know uh, there was a few little bits and bobs that that took a bit getting my head around but it wasn't that difficult really and um and yeah the first episode was sort of back end of 2013 um i sounded awful and um and i i wanted to get past the pod fave pod fade period which certainly in those days was seven episodes they reckon most people don't get beyond seven episodes and i was, so i was quite determined that i'll do that i thought i'll get to 20 i think i actually said this in the first episode i'll get to 20 and then make a judgment on whether it's really worth my time um and uh by that time i'd fallen in love with it totally i guess for me i've never been great on a keyboard Um, I can't touch type. Um, And so I've never enjoyed typing out content. Um, I clearly, as you will well know, enjoy the sound of my own voice. (laughs) (laughs) But also I I, I found I find the medium, found the medium and find the medium as a way of expressing yourself. um, Just a lot more natural, certainly for me anyway. And so it just suited. I, I felt like I could just let rip on what i think you know
0: and, just <laughs> and you do, you,
1: you yeah, do, I do which, yeah.
0: and, and i think that's why we love your podcast mark because you will you'll challenge some of the things that linkedin do or some of the things that you know some of these so-called specialists are saying so like right yeah and you'll 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 make us think you know
1: i'm, I'm, I'm so sort of like yeah that's a blinking good point mark i'd yeah, never have sure. thought of it like that yeah, no, I have, I, I think, I think that's true. And I think also the opposite works as well. And I'm cool with that. So, you know, I've had people contact me and say, I completely disagree with your point on, and, you know, and that's great, you know, and, and I welcome that kind of debate. Sometimes it's not a debate. Sometimes it's I'm never going to listen to you again. And that's the end of that. And that's fine as well, because you can't win everyone. I'm not really trying to win anyone really. I'm trying to be myself and, and share what I think about things. Um, and obviously, I've been doing it a long time, have been by the time I started the podcast. And obviously, you know, now I've been doing this an awfully long time. And so you get a, a kind of feel for things, you know, over time. And, um, uh, and so sharing that and the experience and the knowledge of what's happened in the past mm-hmm. and how LinkedIn have changed and the direction that they take and the decisions that they make, and you kind of get a sense of where they're going with something. Um, and so that helps me put a perspective on things, I think that's a little bit different from perhaps what you'd hear from other people. Yeah.
0: And you've, you've got an awful lot of regular um, contributors, haven't you, that, that, that get involved, they send you stuff, they help you. Um, you, you often have John on as a, a for a chat and, a, a, you know, I love those episodes. Um, so you know, it's a it's a it's a, it's like a community, it's not just a podcast, it's a community, isn't
1: it? Yeah, I mean that and you always get that, I think, um, with all types of content. There's going to be a very small um vocal minority who are contributing all the time. There's people that you know send me messages on a very regular basis. Um, and sometimes it will be there's a guy called Martley who I actually interviewed for interesting people, um, that's sort of in the bank and come out. Oh, that's another
0: sort of- scoop. Excellent.
1: Yeah. Excellent. Um, and then, um, you know, Mark's very, you know, he's an accountant by background. He's very kind of matter of fact about things and looks at things very logically, which is quite different to the way I look at things. Um, So he, he will literally send me a message and say, I disagree with this, but I absolutely agree with this. They're often voice messages while he's out walking. John Asperian does the same thing, actually, um, and he often sends me voice messages while he's out walking. Um, and uh, I, I, I really like that because, you know, I've always appreciated that kind of feedback where sometimes they say, that was brilliant. I really love that. And sometimes I'll say, I wasn't sure I agree with this on that. But I think when you are authentic and upfront and straight and you just give it how you see it, then I think that creates debates, You know, if you think things through too much, as I tend to do with written content and, uh, and much more measured in the way you deliver things, that is a natural conversation, is it? You know, that's not how we normally communicate. So oh, you're right. I, I think people tend not to respond as much if you deliver content in that way. So, yeah, I do get a lot, well, I say a lot, there's a, there's a, as I say, a minority, but a group of people that, and there's other people that don't. Um, but, might contact me on linkedin and say i've been listening i have one this morning actually i've been listening to the podcast for five years i've never heard from this person before and i'm like wow "Wow, Wow. amazing like you've been listening to me for an hour or so every week almost um for how many for five years crikey that's that's just amazing i've never heard from you before (laughs) it's because you're a celebrity you see
0: oh (laughs) what if he doesn't write back oh my goodness that's, that's nothing, the thing
1: I'm nothing like a celebrity uh that's the most awkward thing ever <laughs> to say so <laughs> so, so you, yourself you like that so you started your podcast and
0: yeah. then you got past 20 and then you got past a hundred and you've literally just done 400 and you say you're gonna stop at 500 is that really true mark no it's not true I'm gonna stop before that oh you are
1: no you can't what am I gonna do on my walk <laughs> I'll let you into a a secret here, not to make you feel bad, Um, but there is a pressure that comes with it that um, I do really feel. And, um, you know, I'm reaching the end of my career. I did say I would finish at 500, and I'm looking ahead at how long it'll take me to to get up to 500 because I'm just this week going to record 424th. And... That's longer than I really want to carry on doing it, if I'm really honest. And it, you know, it is a commitment. Um, and, uh, and it's not just a commitment in terms of the time that it takes me to do it and think about what I'm going to talk about and blah, 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 all the stuff that, you know, I'm sure is obvious. But the other commitment is to the listeners and just the kind of person that I am. I, I take that really seriously and it matters to me. And so people will say to me, you can't stop the podcast. And I'm like, it's a nice thing to say, but it also makes me feel really bad. <laughs> Cause I will have to stop the podcast. Mm. <laughs> you know? Mm. And and it's gonna be a tough thing when it happens. But at some point, um, I will have to stop it. And that's just one of those things. And I'm just gonna have to I'm gonna have to deal with the the guilt that comes with that, you know? But and that's just the way it is. I can't get away from that.
0: No, I I totally get that. You've you know you've absolutely been amazing innings just give us a bit of warning eh? <laughs> give us a bit of warning um you're interesting people um you say you've got mark lee um mm. we had nana um the other day um some guy called how, Ashley before yeah like. how, how did that all come about because that that's genius it was a, it was a great conversation thank you for having me
1: on your show but, no, but no, how it did, was, how did fantastic. all that come about and i got such great feedback um from both the episodes that have aired so far um yourself and nana well look it was a combination of things it was um it was partly out of necessity um as i'm reaching the end of my career i am going on holiday more and more as you might have noticed and i always feel guilty about that because it means i'm going to miss a few weeks um but the nature of the show is very current so i record each show for each week um, cause it needs to be current because LinkedIn changes so much. Mm, mm. And, um, so I can't pre-record things in advance unless it's the occasional, I might do an interview with someone who I think has got something of value to add that isn't timely, if you like, or especially timely. Um, and so I, I guess I needed something that I could fill the gaps with. Right. Um, but that wasn't timely. And so, uh, there's partly that. And then partly, my observation of content that seems to attract the most engagement on LinkedIn is often personal um, where people are revealing more about themselves. And the LinkedIn audience, which is very much the same as the podcast audience are very attuned to that, very interested in that and seem to be um uh, very, very keen on that kind of content. So it struck me that there was an opportunity there to do that, to feature people, you know, it, in, in, in their entirety, their background, their backstory, who they are, where they've come from, people that we know maybe professionally or maybe on LinkedIn and revealing a bit more about themselves. Um, it's not everybody's cup of tea, though. I've had quite a lot of positive feedback. I've also had some, you know, it's not, I don't want, I don't do too many of those. <laughs> not specifically about you, Ashley, don't worry, but generally <laughs> about the format.
0: Look, look um, you, I, 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 but but you've been doing this so long, you know that you cannot please all the people all the time.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely, and, but and,
0: and, uh, and, and it's not going to be a, it's not going to be a, an every week thing. It's an
1: occasional thing. It's an occasional um, thing. That's yeah. the intention, and you know, I think that's all they're saying is, look, you know, you might, you're talking very positively about this format. Please don't let it be the the main format type of thing. Mm-hmm. That's most feedback I've had. Uh, of a negative nature and it's not negative it's constructive and it's useful to hear that and um and it was never intended to be anything more than just the the occasional episode i've got a lot of volunteers who want to be interviewed which is the surprising thing that's brilliant that's that surprised me um and i want them to be a mix of people uh not just people that are you know using linkedin you know as part of their job you know, i.e., I, people like you and I, um, but uh, but other people that are just LinkedIn users but have a, a decent following and have had success with LinkedIn, um, understanding more about their story. I'm also after the first two episodes. I'm learning as I go through. I realise that I, I don't want to focus too much on childhood. I think I've focused a bit too much on that on the first two, and I want to. It's difficult to move past it unless it's like a three-hour episode. Yeah, sure, <laughs> sure. sure. So I'm trying to skip on a bit to career. I think, think career and understanding people's career. The one I did with Mark Lee recently was, you know, like less than five minutes on his childhood. And the vast majority was more about his career progression, which is a very interesting story. Mm-hmm. Um, and we didn't get enough of that from you a little bit, but not enough and certainly not enough from Nana either. So I'm changing it a little bit as we go along. Yeah. I can always come back if you want the, the well, next, exactly. the, the That's next true. episode. <laughs> uh, uh, fortunately though, I've got such a list of people that want to be on. <laughs> That's brilliant. That's brilliant. Maybe while to get around to it. So so that the whole idea of me doing this show is to find
0: out a little bit more about what we can do on LinkedIn. And one of the things that you do an awful lot is talk to talk about sales navigator. And I, I get people on my workshops and, and I I I just do do the very basics, you know, getting started on LinkedIn and, and, and that sort of stuff. Mm. And so, you know, many people turn around to me and say, oh, should I have premium? Should I have LinkedIn Navigator? And for, for the people that come on my workshops, it's not like, no, you, you don't really need that. If you're doing the right things, you're you're absolutely fine. Why should someone shell out? What is it about 70, 80 quid now for mm. Sales Navigator? What, what mm. do we get for all of that extra mm. money then, Mark?
1: yeah 70 quid a month is a lot of money mm. um, and but it's it, like a lot of things that linkedin do it's not really geared for people like you or me it's not really designed for us it's designed for people working for pretty large organizations with huge budgets um where 70 quid a month is nothing right sure. so um it's an enterprise product really and it's it was made that way designed that way and it's priced that way as well so but if you're um, well, it doesn't matter who you are and where you work. Is it worth paying? You know, seventy. Uh, is there value there? Personally, I think it's probably worth about thirty quid a month. If I'm honest, um, so I think it is overpriced. But you know, um, it is good, and um, I, I think the answer to the question, um, uh, you know, should I have premium, is whether that be sales navigated or business premium. I think the the short answer, and of course. It's not a question with a short answer, really. But uh, the short answer to that is, if you need to ask the question, the answer is no, meaning you haven't used LinkedIn as a free user enough. Yeah. Um, clearly, by the fact that you're asking me that question, mm-hmm. when you are experienced, then you will know um, whether premium is right for you. But you might not know whether Navigator is right for you because that is a totally different user interface. So. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's worth you know talking about. I, I think you know, and, and you know, we could talk for an hour about it. But um, I would say if I was to summarise it, it, it's a tool designed for a targeted approach to business development, right? And what I mean by that is there's lots of different ways of attracting leads or uh, opportunities in business, right? And uh, one of those is activity visibility. Um, proving to be an expert, demonstrating that you know what you're talking about, um, building lots of relationships, and all of that stuff in the background, um, if you get it right, will generate people gravitating towards you, and that is a form of business generation. But to some people, they either don't want to do that or they need to show their employer that they're doing far more direct actions and being much more targeted in their approach, okay? Okay. And Sales Navigator is really designed for that approach. So it's a completely different user interface, as I say. It looks different, feels different. Even the terminology is different. So a person, what we call people on LinkedIn, are called leads on LinkedIn Sales Navigator. And companies are called accounts, right? So even the terminology is different. Um, Over the years, it's developed. And it's it's got some really neat features, you know, a few highlights for you. Um, account mapping you know so you can so remember an account's a company so you can map a company out and take all these different contacts and they've relatively recently introduced this new new thing called within an account map you can have roles so you've got decision maker champion evaluator I think um, procurement um, and influencer right so all these people that play a role in the decision making process and again enterprise sales right it's designed for targeting large organizations with complex uh structures and people that you need to identify who's who and work your way through and all that kind of stuff and like a hierarchy map um so it, it's you know it's it that's a pretty cool feature if that's the kind of organizations that you're targeting you need that level of sophistication a bit like a crm in that regards um but also you've got things like uh, what they what they call lead alerts so um, alerts that are based purely around leads, which are people that you've saved or save leads. So a lead is a person, but a save lead is someone that you've said, "I'm targeting that person," right? And um, and so if they post, if they view your profile, things like that, it'll alert you and say, "Hey, that person that you've saved, because you're obviously very interested in them, they've just viewed your profile." That's a potential trigger point for you to act on that in a direct way, right? So again, targeted. Um, Interestingly, they don't alert you when they comment on a post. Um, Maybe because they probably don't, (laughs) because the type of person you might be targeting. Um, Or maybe because LinkedIn haven't really thought that one through and understood that that's a really good trigger point, Mm -hmm. potential engagement opportunity. But, you know, um, they only really tell you if they've posted. Um, in that regard, But also you can get alerts for uh, accounts as well. So if you've saved an account, you know, someone that's posted in that account might not be a saved lead, but from that account or that account, that company has been mentioned in the news and things like that. So there's again, little triggers of opportunities for uh, approaching and engagement and conversations that could happen that help you build a relationship that help you get in with that organization. And when you apply that to your account map and you go, right, well, I've engaged with this person and, you know, and here's an opportunity, that person there, they're not an influencer, but they look like they might be a champion because uh, we've got a relationship. So I'll keep engaging with them and build that. Or maybe, you know, I can make an influencer, a champion, you know, that type of thing. Um, so, you know, it's it, it's much more sophisticated than LinkedIn.com in that regards. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, searching is much more sophisticated as well. You've got, You know all kinds of different search filters, some clever stuff as well, where you can do a search. You know normal search. You know job title, industry, that all the things that you do on a LinkedIn search. But then you can add extra filters like someone who viewed me recently into that. You know that's quite sophisticated, I think. Someone who follows my company, Um, and then or someone who fits a persona. I'll come on to personas in a second. Um, someone that you viewed or messaged within the last two years. That's a filter in a search, you know, company headcount. So you can filter searches by the size. So people search but the size of the company they work for. Again, you can't do that on LinkedIn.com. That's pretty useful, actually, as a a filter. Um, And also in account filters, you've got things like headcount, but also headcount growth. They used to have departments as well, but they're, wow. they seem to have removed that. But So you could say, you know, is this department growing? So if you were selling an IT solution, is the IT department growing? Um, but even headcount growth can be useful. You know, if you're an insolvency company and their headcount was get negative growth, <laughs> then you might be interested in talking to that company, et cetera, et cetera. Annual revenue, leadership changes, things like that. There are various account filters. Final thing I'd say is this personas thing. Um, it's quite interesting. So I can define what an ideal client persona looks like by function, seniority, um, job title, I think, um, and location. Um, so four criteria. And I can say that fits the persona of an ideal client for me. You could then do a search and filter by persona. And you can also tag people as being of a certain persona. So, yeah, it's. It is quite a sophisticated tool, and certainly if you are very, very targeted in your approach and you work for a company that has a budget that would want to pay £70 a month, then I'd recommend it. But outside of that, do you need it to be successful on LinkedIn? Can you generate a stack load of leads on LinkedIn without touching Sales Navigator? Absolutely, of course you can, without yeah.
0: Yeah, and 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 this is and this is what you you and I both teach, um, yeah. and 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 your your average your average user is, you know or, you know the average people using LinkedIn is the owner or the, you know the the partner in a business, um, if if the business is big enough to have a development uh, a business development team or or people doing that then maybe sales nav could be the way to go,
1: and I think the thing with with what you have to remember is that if you are targeting large blue chip organizations right typically a lot of most people in those organizations aren't active on linkedin right so how do you engage with them how do you yeah. attract their attention now, sometimes you do have to take a more focused targeted approach with them and that's where sales navigators a good tool not for the, the stuff that you generally do around building visibility, but where you can't do that because these people aren't active. So you do have to approach them. You take a more sophisticated approach to that through sales navigator. Yeah, perfect. Perfect.
0: Um, we've almost come to the end of the show already, Mark, which is crazy. So that, that's oh. what that's what 30 minutes is. So you're ready for uplift live. Um when you when you speak to somebody and you know they're sort of like, oh, I'm not sure what I need to do on LinkedIn, what are the
1: three things you tell them? That they need to be doing um well i mean again it depends where they're at so that would be very specific to them but uh generally speaking make sure they look good so the profile is you know up to speed doesn't have to be perfect you know it's not the biggest deal but it's a sensible thing to do um i would then make sure that they are focused on engagement and then i'll talk to them about content but it's in that order yeah. so I'm very much focusing on who are you engaging with and who are you building relationships with? Because there is, you know, most people aren't that active and most people that I work with at the point that I'm giving them this advice aren't that active, but if they are, they fall into the trap of, you know, engaging with people that it's easy to engage with ex-colleagues
0: yeah uh,
1: and it it can be a bit of an echo chamber and there's nothing wrong with that and I would never discourage someone from doing that that is actually good work and it does build visibility but the bit that they're missing is sort of thinking about how they're building relationships with people that not necessarily just people they want to do business with but other people that influence people that they want to do business with that's a bit more strategic approach to engagement and then obviously the whole content piece, which people always want to dive into. And I was always careful to pull them back and go, so make sure you've got a good profile. First of all, that you're building the right kind of network and that you're really thinking about who you're engaging with. And then we can start talking about content, which is a huge subject in its own right. And, you know, I'd give them feedback on what they've done previously, et cetera, et cetera. And, uh, and then build it there. And, and you know, if I was take one point on content. I think that the the best bit of advice as a very simple piece of advice is that when you're producing content, you're doing it for your audience, that, not for you. Yeah. And yeah. that, I know it seems obvious when you say it, but so many people and so much content on LinkedIn, you go, why is that for me? Yeah. <laughs> None of that is for me, right? That's all about you. <laughs> and people don't realize that or think that way because they've got a kind of marketing mentality when they approach LinkedIn, but you've got to have a networking mentality. You know, talk about things that are interesting to your audience. It's focused on them. And if it is, then that's how you build visibility and relationships. No,
0: absolutely brilliant. A lovely way to end the show because next week um, I've got Odessa Sherrod on the show. Uh, I've got a little slide here to let, her, let you see her. So she's coming on to chat about it. And she is a content writer so we'll, we'll take this conversation even further and the, the thing is i actually recorded that show yesterday because i'm i'm actually away next tuesday so uh we had a really really um in-depth conversation so uh you yeah, know that, that'll be a good episode mark thank you. thank you so much for coming in and saying hello uh, and sharing your wisdom and uh i look forward to meeting you in real life we've never met have we yeah
1: uh in, Big in, a,
0: few, in, a, in a few weeks time you're a hugger are you a good man oh yeah, yeah. oh yes <laughs> Uh, so anyway, thank you very much indeed. And uh, see you soon. Good man. Thanks. Cheers, Ashley. Sure Bye-bye. There we go. That's the end of another show. Thank you so much for listening. And if you enjoyed it, please subscribe, start downloading and tell everybody else that you like this podcast. If you want to reach out, if you've got any questions, I'm always on LinkedIn. I'm the 15-minute guy. You can find me dead easy. It's Ashley Leeds. And you can find me on my website at www just.15mins.day and on there you'll find loads of free resources and ways to contact me and book a meeting with me so thank you very much for listening see you next time bye bye